Welcome to the Spiritual Encounters podcast, where I share encounters with the spirit world. Have you seen, felt, or even heard spirit? Have your children ever talked about a previous life or an imaginary friend that freaked you out? Then share your story with us. You're listening to episode 4, My Dad's Visit. In celebration of launching our podcast, I'm going to give away a Spiritual Encounters pack, which includes a Spiritual Encounters stubby holder, key ring, stickers, a mouse pad and a chakra crystal set. To enter, all you have to do is listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us a 5 star rating and write a review, follow us on Instagram Tag someone you know will love our podcast in the promotional post comment section and email in an encounter that you'd like us to share on one of our future episodes. We will be announcing the winner at random on the 14th of May in one of our weekly episodes, so keep listening to find out if you have won. Now, on to this week's episode, which is a little late, but I've got there in the end. Hope you enjoy. In this week's episode, we have stories that range from dads visiting their daughters in times of need to past life meditation experiences that may leave you wondering who you may have been in a previous life. Our first story comes from a listener who has had an important and much needed visit from her dad while going through a tough time. My dad's visit. I have a story about my dad. He was an Englishman. My mum and dad immigrated to Australia in the 1950s, along with my big sisters. It was really brave to leave England and go to a country they didn't know and with no other family, just by themselves. My family lived in New South Wales for a long time, and then we all moved to Western Australia and lived in a mining town from the early 70s until the late 80s. Then the family moved down to Perth, the capital city of Western Australia. My mum died in my early 30s, and my dad had a few health problems, and he ended up living with my older sister in the last couple of years of his life. They lived in the country, and my younger sister and I lived closer to the city. Around that time, I had two children, both girls, and they were four and eight. We were an active family, Not in the sporting sense, but we were always busy around the house. We had just bought our first home and we were doing renovations to the house, painting the inside of the house and building a patio on the back of the house, just that sort of stuff. Dad would often visit and say he would stay for a couple of days, but would end up staying for a few weeks. This didn't bother me as we would take him everywhere with us and the kids. I think he really enjoyed the day-to-day life of a busy house, We were always doing something and he was a great handyman to have around. Dad and my husband were always making things in the shed. They would spend hours out there tinkering in the shed, as he would call it. I think my husband came to look back on those years as precious 
as he learnt so many things from him. My dad even imparted the family swing template onto him and they both made me a two and a half seater swing. I think dad made me so many of these throughout the years that he must have had a template permanently imprinted in his brain. I still have the swing today. Anyway, after one visit with us, he went home to my sister and unfortunately he passed away. He did have heart problems in the past and although it was unexpected, I sensed a bit of relief for him. He would often tell me how lonely he was without mum and how much he missed her. Don't get me wrong, I am still sad to this day for losing my mum and dad, but maybe it is comforting to know that they are finally together. At the time of my dad's passing, I was having car problems and my sister said to me, you take dad's car and use it. So I went down and got his car with the kids and I ended up using it for quite a few years. It was reliable and we loved that little car. As time went on, my husband and I had been having some financial difficulties, as you do at different times in your life. It had been weighing on my mind how we could help ourselves. I had thought about selling the car, but I just wasn't ready to part with it. I hadn't said anything to anyone about this. I was just simply exploring my options in my head. Our house wasn't big, but my bedroom was at the front of the house and next to the front door. We would always sleep with the door open and I always slept on the side closest to the bathroom. My husband would always sleep near the window. When my dad would come to stay with us, he would always use our bathroom as the other bathroom had a shower in the bath and as he was in his early 70s, it was quite difficult getting in and out of the shower. So he would use our bathroom as the shower was just a cubicle. He would always come to my bedroom door and ask if he could use the bathroom and wouldn't enter until I said, yes, dad, come in, it's okay. I have always felt spirit and I would always sense my mum around prior to my dad passing. She seemed to always come by when I was having problems or just feeling low and needed a little bit of reassurance and guidance that I was doing the right thing or coping with the kids. Young kids can be challenging at times, as we all know, and she would often visit and I would always sense her standing by my bed. She never scared me or made me feel uneasy. She would just be there and I would get a sense of calm. I would usually wake up with a solution to my problem and I would just say, thanks mum, and go on with my day. When my dad passed, I didn't feel him around straight away, but as time went on, I would hear him in the house. When he was alive, he would always have this habit of jingling his change in his pocket when he was standing talking to you, and this is what I would hear. I would also smell his aftershave sometimes throughout the house. This was comforting as I knew he was around. When you sense spirit, you can usually tell the difference between a male and a female spirit. So I would always be able to tell the difference between mum's visits and dad's visits. So this one night, I put the kids to bed and then went off to bed myself. I must have been asleep for some time as it was the early hours of the morning, around 2 or 3am. I woke up sensing a male presence at the bedroom doorway entrance. I didn't feel scared, it just seemed like the presence was waiting for permission to come in. Right then, I realised that it was Dad coming for a visit. This time seemed a little different, like he had something to say to me. So as I came to realise that I wasn't dreaming, I said in my head, Dad, you can come in. It's okay. 
It's funny when you speak to spirit. You can talk in your head and you don't have to verbalise it with sound. Anyway, he came in to my side of the bed and stood there. He seemed troubled and really wanting to talk to me. I invited him to sit on the bed next to me and we started to have a conversation. I asked him if he was okay and he said, yes, I am fine, but I am worried for you. I said, it's okay, dad. Everyone has troubles and we will get through this one too. He told me, it's okay if you need to sell the car. I was gobsmacked as I hadn't even discussed it with anyone, not even my husband. I said, Dad, I can't sell the car. It's the last thing we have of yours and it has been so good and taken such a strain off our family. I just don't think I can. He said, don't worry, it's okay. If you need to sell it, I won't be upset or angry. Just do what you need to do to help your family. We talked a little longer and I was so grateful he came to talk to me about it. He left and I went back to sleep with a tear in my eye and a sense of wonder as I had never been able to talk to spirit before. This was my first time and I am so glad it was him. In the morning I got up, it was a Sunday and I went about my usual weekend day. I wasn't sure if I should mention the visit to my husband but as the day went on I said to him, I have something to tell you. I told him about the visit from dad and what he had said. I don't know whether he believed me or not, but he seemed to understand, and I left him thinking about what I had told him. A couple of hours passed, and into the late afternoon, I had a friend call me to say hi. She was telling me how her dad had to sell his big car and wanted a small car. She came right out and said, You're not thinking about selling your dad's car, are you? I nearly fainted. I couldn't believe what she had just asked me. Not that I was offended but the fact that she was looking for a car and just simply asked as she said a car like that would suit her dad perfectly. I was still in shock and told her about the visit from my dad the night before. As she is a kindred spirit and we have the same views on the spirit world, she was even surprised about what I told her. She said to me, have a think about it and let me know if you decide to sell the car. I am sure that my dad would love the car. I said, okay, I will have a think about it but I am not making any promises as I really didn't feel like it was time for the car to go. I still felt a connection to the car. A couple of days passed and I said to my husband, I don't want to sell the car. We agreed and I called and told my friend, I'm sorry, but we're not going to sell the car. She was fine with that and appreciated me letting her know. Also, the financial problem seemed to resolve itself and I'm not sure, but I feel like mum is always looking over us and when things seem to be hard, something always comes along and we get through it. Needless to say, I kept the car for a long time and we eventually retired it. It has been 23 years since Dad passed and I still feel him and Mum around. I can't say I have had any other conversations with Dad, but I am so glad he did come to talk to me that night. I will always appreciate him coming to put my mind at ease and giving me permission to do what I needed to do for my family at the time. Our next story comes from a listener who would like to share what they saw when they did their first and second past life meditation. The Blizzard I did my first past life meditation some 20 plus years ago, 
I was very new to the whole meditation, psychic experience thing, so I had no idea what was going to happen in this past life experience. Although I was secretly hoping to have been Cleopatra. We were all laying down on the floor listening to the facilitator as they took us through the meditation. Finally, we got to the part where we drop into the past life. Look at your feet. All I could see was white, nothing else. Look at your legs. All I could see is white. Look at your body and what you are wearing. All I could see is white. Are you male or female? All I could see was white. Now I'm thinking, this whole past life thing is a pile of bulldust. Finally, I see this little black dot in the middle of the white. And as if I'm watching a movie, the black dot starts to zoom closer to me until I can make it out that it is a figure of a person and this white stuff, I finally realise, is snow. The figure I'm looking at is a female Inuit or Eskimo in full fur clothing holding something in her arms. I look at this Eskimo and I don't see me, but I have the strongest sensation that this is my sister that I have in this lifetime. I realise that she is only 10 or 11 years of age and she is holding a baby that is also in furs and as if someone is videoing the scene, it is like the camera zooms in on the baby's face. I recognised myself straight away, even though I have the roundest face, jet black hair and dark eyes. I get the strongest feeling that we are both lost in a blizzard and we both die here. I then hear a voice say, that's why you hate the cold. My sister in this lifetime is 10 years older than me and she also hates the cold. When I dropped into my second past life, I saw green fields with grass that was waving in the wind. There were grey pyramids that were very old and beginning to deteriorate. They looked nothing like the pyramids of Egypt. When asking for a year, I got the 1500s. There was no one around and I felt like a loner. I was male and a Mongolian. I was wearing a brown long-sleeved tunic that had a large tie around the waist. I had these black boots that looked like Ugg boots. And when asked for a name, I heard something like Tugan. I saw myself walking through forests, over fields, over sandy plains and over rocky outcrops, but always alone. We were then told to move forward in this lifetime. I came across a deserted village. It looked like it had been raided and ransacked. Everyone was gone. There were only rags left where there had been once covers over wooden framework. I could see the wind blowing dust down the deserted streets. We were told to go forward in this lifetime to the time of our death. I saw myself in some sort of wooden hut structure laying on the floor on assorted rugs. There was hardly anything in this hut, but it had some sort of altar with a carved wooden animal on it. That's where I died. Again, I was alone. Our last story comes from a listener whose dad would move items around the house to show that he was still around. Dad playing tricks. 
My dad passed away suddenly in the summer of 2014. After he died, a few things happened around my house that I honestly believe was my dad showing me that he was watching over us. Before he died, he would visit my house at least twice a week after work and always have two beers, sitting at the same stool at my bench every time and would chat to me while I prepared dinner. About a week after we lost him, I was sitting on the same stool when it began to get lower and lower, like it would when you pull the lever to lower the height of the stool. I instantly felt his presence, and I knew it was him stirring me like he always did. Another afternoon, not too long after he had passed, my nonna, dad's mum, had called in for a visit. I went to my room to get a photo I had found of my brother, dad, and I from when we were little. I showed Nonna and then placed the framed photo on the bench next to another framed photo of Dad and I as a newborn. That night I remembered the photo to show my husband and went to the bench where I'd left the photo but it wasn't there. Feeling confused and wondering where it was I asked the kids if they had moved it to which they replied no. I walked into my room and the photo was sitting on my dresser where I had got it from earlier to show Nonna. I asked the kids who were very young at the time again if they had moved the photo. Again, they said no. It had to have been Dad. Then there was a night where the kids were asleep and my husband and I were watching TV and we heard this noise in the kitchen. It sounded like something had dropped on the bench. I got up to check and the photo of Dad and I when I was a newborn had fallen over. I checked to see if the stand on the frame had broken, but it hadn't and there was nothing near it. I don't know what the meaning of all this was, but it was nice to know he was around, making sure I wasn't forgetting him and being the stirrer that he was. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so that when new episodes become available, you don't miss out. If you would like to have your story featured on an episode, then please email me at spiritualencounters at outlook.com.